Hello, friends. This is Shannon Early, the hostess of the Nesting with the Early Birds podcast, and I'm so glad that you're back. For all of you that are return listeners, thank you so much. And if you're brand new, thank you so much for coming. This podcast is really just a time for me to encourage women. If you're a man, that's fine too. Check it out. Listen. I just wanted to remind everybody, you're not alone. And whatever experience you're going through, somebody out there is going through the same thing. And maybe listening to these stories or listening to these words of encouragement can just help you get through those things a little bit easier. I'm a Christian homeschooling mom of four children, two of which are on the autism spectrum, one of which has a rare genetic disorder. I'm also a hairstylist. Guys, things are crazy over here. Did I mention homeschooling? I don't even know because my mind is in 75 places at all times. But I've got a lot of tips from doing a lot of life. And I've actually even survived things like abuse. What in the world? So thank you so much for coming and checking it out. I really appreciate it. And remember to share this with other people that might be interested and help me to have this podcast grow. Thank you so much, guys. And remember, God totally loves you all the time. By the way, before we get into this super wonderful episode, have you guys ever considered being a patron of the arts? such as the podcasting arts, well, then you're in luck because I happen to have an account where you can literally donate money to help support me in this podcasting adventure. All of the things cost money, you know, equipment, internet, computer, all that jazz. Not to mention, it's really exciting when people do decide to say, hey, Shannon, you know what? I like what you have to say. I'm going to help you out. If you are interested, please check out https colon is that what it is <laughs> backslash backslash www.patreon.com slash nesting with the early birds and patreon is p as in paul a t as in tom r e o n as in nancy and early birds remember it's e a r l e y thank you so much now sit back relax and enjoy our episode and today i'm going to share with you an episode that was created for my uk partnership with the district dubs radio show there is um basically a radio show in the UK and I have been asked to be a presenter on that show twice a month so without further ado here is my episode from the listen up segment of the show all about addiction thank you so much for coming back Hello friends, welcome back to District Dubs Presents Listen Up with your hostess Shannon Early, which that's me. Welcome back everybody. This is March something, I don't know, March 3rd, 4th, 5th, whatever it is, and I'm so excited to come with you guys on your journey of exploring life. (laughs) I basically, for those of you that are new listeners or new friends, I just like to bring up topics that are really important to people to maybe open up your mind a little bit, let you see what's going on around the world, and maybe even let you feel like, oh, wait a minute, I'm not alone, or, oh, I think I've heard of this before. Basically, giving you some good table talk 
conversations for you, your friends, and your family. So today we are actually going to talk about addiction, addictions, signs, symptoms, uh, what to look for, that kind of thing. And addiction is a super big deal, guys. When I first even say the word addiction, I'm sure so many of you might automatically think of something like drugs. And substance abuse is a form of addiction. That's 100% true. However, there's also behavioral addictions that can really, really affect our lives. And I wanted to just give you guys a little rundown on the signs and symptoms that you can look for, that maybe you can... uh you know, keep an eye out for anyways, just to make sure that your loved one or your friend is doing all right. Especially after 2020, I know so many of us had so many really difficult things happen and we're trying to deal with all of these really difficult things. And that is the perfect time for addiction to strike. So keep your eyes open or I guess your ears open in this case since it's a radio show, Shannon. Gee whiz. <laughs> so, okay. I wanted to just go over with you guys some of the things. Most of the information that I will be sharing with you comes from the American Society of Addiction Medicine. Uh, they actually define addiction as a chronic disease that affects the brain's reward, motivation, and memory functions. Someone with an addiction will crave a substance or other behavioral habits, even though they will often ignore other areas of their lives in order to support their desires. So that's a pretty big deal. It's basically saying if you have an addiction, a loved one has an addiction, everything else, they just forego everything else. They've got eyes just for this thing, just for this behavior. And addiction can affect an entire family. I know firsthand from some of the people in my family that suffered through substance abuse, uh, substance abuse disorders, behavioral addictions. It can be a pretty big deal, guys. It can. It's a very insidious destroyer of family life, friend life, whichever. So the general signs of addiction are a lack of control or an inability to stay away from the substance or behavior, decreased socialization. So they might abandon commitments or ignore relationships. Also, they might ignore risk factors. So, for instance, uh, you've heard that with heroin needle users, a big problem, you know, can be AIDS or hepatitis, things like that from sharing needles. That would be ignoring a risk factor. Uh, physical effects like withdrawal symptoms or needing higher dosage for the same effect. And also, even though these are all separate different signs, they're oftentimes linked, you know. So if they have one, oftentimes they're going to have the other. So the degree or intensity of each sign, though, it's going to depend on how long the addiction has gone on and basically how severe it is. So a healthy person, okay, let's pretend that you are a mentally healthy person. I'm going to pretend I'm mentally healthy. And a mentally healthy person can usually identify a negative behavior and get rid of it. Oh, when I spend too much money, it really you know, affects my life and my family's upset and blah, blah, blah. Okay, I will not shop at the store today to buy new shoes. 
That's a mentally healthy person. Somebody that has an addiction problem, however, it's just not the case. So rather than admitting that the problem even exists, they'll, they're going to find ways to justify and continue their behavior. The first step to getting help, obviously, is being able to even recognize the physical, mental, emotional, all of those different signs, okay? You need to be able to identify that it's either happening to you or to a loved one in order to even get help. You know that old saying about like, you can't help someone till they want to help themselves or basically they need to admit there's a problem. I mean, yeah, it's an old saying or whatever because it's a true thing. And that can be really frustrating. Just as a side note, this is not on the uh, information that I've gotten from the website. But on a side note, as a family member that does have loved ones with addiction behaviors, it can be very frustrating when like you really want them to get help because you love them so darn much. And they're just not having any of it. You know, they're justifying it or blaming or ignoring or it can be really hard. And then trying to, you know, continue to love them through it. It's like there's this part of you that wants to stay safe. So you might even start closing off little walls to your heart, you know, and and that can be damaging to the relationship, too, because they don't get you anymore, you know, and you're not. It's just addiction sucks. So. There's different types of addiction, but before I get into that, I did want to share with you guys just how common or how frequent uh, people with addiction and uh, abuse, uh, like substance abuse disorders, I want you to know how common it is. So in the year 2020, which just happened, this particular helpline actually received a 27% increase in phone calls that were asking for help, a 27% increase. That's major. Uh, So in 2019, they received a total of 656, 953 phone calls. But last year, 2020, they received 833,598. What's neat about it too, guys, you can look for your uh, local state service that they can get you assistance. You can call your health insurance. If you don't have health insurance, you can look at um, your Medicaid, Medicare, all these different things that will help find a place for you to receive help or get help for a loved one. They also even have places that offer sliding scale situations where, okay, you make X, we will charge you Y kind of thing. So this particular helpline, if you ever are looking to get, you know, referral surfaces or if you're trying to see, like, is this addiction, you know, you can always call. um, They have trained information specialists, okay, and they basically will transfer the calls to any appropriate intake center that it needs to go to. And that way you can be connected with local assistance for support because, you know, your particular area you probably rather drive 10 minutes to get to the place than four hours. Okay, let's be real. Uh, so the phone number for the substance abuse and treatment hotline, good gravy. I had it right in my face, whatever. This is what happens when you do like a live thing. Things happen. Okay, so the national helpline for the USA, America, is one 800 662 help 
which is 1-800-662-4357. It's free, confidential, 24-7, 365-day-a-year treatment referral and information service. They also have it in English y en español for you Spanish speakers for individuals or families that are facing mental or substance use disorders. Okay, so let's get back into more of the signs, symptoms, abuse, la, 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 la. We talked about how there's general signs and basically a person can have more than one and oftentimes they are comorbidities. I don't know. They go together, okay, oftentimes. Uh, so now we're going to talk, and we also said how the stronger or longer the addiction's gone on, the more intense the signs or symptoms are going to be. Now I wanted to go through some types of addiction. Okay, so addiction is commonly associated, like I said, with drugs, uh, like substance abuse, alcohol, but behavioral addiction, gambling, that, you know, for instance, it's just as serious. It's just as destructive. So addiction, again, is um, when a person is consistently unable to abstain from a behavior or substance. And this is at the cost of their physical or mental health, their family health. It's terrible. So substance addiction is generally a dependence on one or more of the following, okay? Nicotine or tobacco, alcohol, inhalants like oven cleaners, spray paints, or other aerosol products, drugs, illicit or non-illicit, medication, okay? Now, behavioral addictions, these are more like gambling, working, sex, and pornography, shopping, video games, using the internet or media. Okay. So you might be thinking like, what? Working's not an addiction. Working's super good. Not if it's, not if you're unable to abstain from it for your mental and physical health guys. So put that in the back of your, put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Maybe that's like the worst thing to say. Oh, shit. And for the addiction thing. Okay. So initial signs of a, um, addiction that you can identify. So early stages don't necessarily have the same full-blown effects as a longer addiction, but some of the initial signs might be um, experimentation, family history of addiction, being particularly drawn to an activity or a substance, seeking out situations where the substance or activity is present. You want to smoke meth, you go hang out with methods. Episodes of binging or loss of control with little to no feelings or remorse afterwards. So when it comes to social behaviors like drinking or smoking, it can be really difficult to identify when there's actually an addiction present. And also when you have an addiction to drinking or smoking something, those are the people that you want to hang out with. Those are who you're gravitated, you know, you gravitate towards kind of like, oh, watch out who you hang out with. That's the, you know, when you get sober, you don't really want to go hang out with people that are doing that activity anymore. Also, um, some people, it might look like an addiction at first, you know, glance, but really it might be a form of stress management management for them. You know, they might've gone through something really big recently. And so they're smoking cigarettes for some time to get over it. Maybe they just got sober. Give them those cigarettes, guys, you know? So just remember, use your judgment when you're checking these things out. Don't be like, addiction, addiction, you know? You never know what's really going on. Also, my um, 
my advice is get to know the person really well. Like ask them questions about themselves and don't just judge them from the go. Anywho, look for changes in their personality. So when a person moves past the experimenting phase um, and they're, or even past the early phase of the addiction, they're going to exhibit major personality or behavior changes. So they might be infrequent at first, but some of the telltale signs are going to include things like, uh, just kidding. I already went through that. Look at that. I don't even have, I wrote page numbers on my pages and then I put them in reverse order. Anyways, so the personality and behavior changes like I was talking about would be like a lack of interest in hobbies or activities that used to be important. They could neglect relationships or they might react negatively to those closest to them. They might miss important obligations like deadlines for work, risk-taking tendencies, especially to get drugs or certain behaviors. You know, maybe they're going like, to have performed sexual favors in order to get money to buy drugs, that kind of thing. Ignoring negative consequences of their actions. Distinct change in sleeping patterns that result in chronic fatigue. Increased secrecy, like lying about the amount of substance used or time spent. You may notice an increase in alienation over time as well. And like I said, uh, they try to surround themselves with others who encourage their habits, okay? So if they're not hanging out with you a lot and they've got a new crowd, generally that crowd is going to be engaged in the same situation, okay? Another way to recognize addiction is to pay attention to your friend or family member's mental and physical health. So if the addiction is to a drug or a behavior, their health is almost always going to decline. All right. So signs that point towards their health failing or changing, declining would be things like bloodshot or glazed eyes, constant illness, unexplained injuries, abrupt changes in weight, bad skin, hair, teeth, and nails, especially if the substance abuse involves illicit drugs like methamphetamines or cocaine, increased tolerance to drugs, physical withdrawal symptoms like sweating, trembling, vomiting, memory loss or problems with recall, and then change in speech like slurred words or rapid rambling, all right? And then the following mental uh, or emotional changes are also signs of an addiction problem. Also, let's put on the back burner, you need to understand the person enough to know, are they actually going through like bipolar disorder? Are they having depression, anxiety? Because that's how these things, these signs are going to stick out differently. Okay. Anyways, so they might have a sudden change in mood, like aggressive behavior, irritability, depression, apathy, suicidal thoughts. And again, you want to eliminate any potential medical reasons for someone's health decline. Okay. So Keep in mind that someone with an addiction is almost always going to understate the seriousness of their condition, okay? So if there's no other explanation for their condition, then there's an increased chance that there's an underlying addiction problem. Now, long-term consequences of addiction, guys, this is the bad news bears. So in the middle or later stages of addiction, the negative effects are generally going to be more permanent. And that's really, really tough news, okay? 
it also is going to have long-term consequences. So someone with a serious addiction problem, they might allow, ignore, or trivialize these outcomes just in favor of continuing their habit. So potential long-term consequences include things like getting an infectious disease, especially through shared needles, dropping out of school, getting poor grades, damaged relationships with friends and family, loss of good standing or tarnished reputation, arrests, jail time, eviction from the home, failed mortgage payments, loss of job, loss of parental rights. So, and again, similar things can happen in the lives of people without an addiction problem, but these become more common when an addiction is present. So remember, determine if the problem is the result of like a single incident or a growing problem with addiction, okay? So um, here are some ways that you can support a friend or family member. <clears throat> Learn more about the substance or behavior dependency, okay? Learn more about the effects, let's pretend, of heroin on the body. Why would the person seek it out? What is the brain's reward system with it? Also, learn more about the dependency on it. How does it physically affect that person? What is it like to withdraw? And learn more about the treatment as well. And it's not their job to tell you about it. This is for you to do on your own. You research it, okay? Stay involved, okay? Like, offer to go to meetings with them. If somebody were to come out and say they were addicted to something, admitting to a problem like that is hugely brave of them. And then actually seeking treatment on top of that is courageous to an extent I can't even explain. And imagine feeling all those withdrawal symptoms we were talking about, all that feeling of not being able to stop it, and then they're actively seeking help and going to treatment. Loving them well would be things like, Go to a meeting with them. Offer to drive them. And not because you've got some undertones of, I want to make sure that I'm watching them and controlling them, but because you love them, you care about them, and you want to show them that you support them, okay? Also, provide a sober and trigger-free setting. If you normally have a glass of wine after dinner, but your friend is a recovering alcoholic, don't you dare open that wine and think that's okay, okay? Don't you do that. Speak up, Okay. Speak the truth out of love if it seems like they're experiencing a relapse. It's up to you to say, hey, I, th I think that there's a problem happening again. I would like to help you. So even though you can treat addiction in most cases, someone with an addiction, they're going to, they have to want to change for recovery to be successful. Okay, so again, it's important to have quick access to treatment. So if you or someone you know has an addiction, call 1-800-622-4357 for free and confidential treatment referral and information. You can also seek help from your doctor, local support group, treatment center. And remember that they can affect many areas of a person's life, okay? The most effective treatments for addiction are comprehensive, which means they have several steps and they vary from person to person. So they might include things like detoxification, you know, detox, behavioral counseling, and long-term follow-up. 
thank you so much for listening to Listen Up with your hostess Shannon Early. And if you wanted to ever listen to more of what I got to talk about, check out my podcast at nestingwiththeearlybirds.com. And Early is E-A-R-L-E-Y. I'm a homeschooling mom of four and I talk a lot about life. All right, guys, thank you so much. And I will be thinking about all of you. Thank you so much for listening today. And remember, you can find my entire catalog of podcast episodes at www.nestingwiththeearlybirds.com or find me on Facebook, Instagram, you know, all that jazz. Thank you so much for coming. And also share this episode with somebody that you think might need to hear all about addiction. Thank you so much for coming and remember God loves you all the time.